You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome back to Earth Station Trek, a show where we trek from the early days on NBC to the future on Paramount Plus and everywhere in between. I'm Charles Kelso, and it's my privilege to introduce the Earth Station Trek crew, Keith Johnson. Greetings. Alan Seiler. Greetings. And Veronica Daschle. Greetings. <laughs> okay, cool. You're a trendsetter, Keith. We, we all did it, so I had to, yep. I had to go in with it. Works for me. <laughs> right, so we we just finished Dragon Con. Yeah, how was how was Dragon Con for you guys? Exhausting. Great. Yeah, I had a great time. <laughs> you guys did how many puppet shows? Four. Four. Yeah, yeah, three of our own shows, and then we were in the uh, the puppet yeah. slam. Yeah. So how did all the shows go? Good, good. It was our our first live shows that we've done in a year and a half. So it was a lot of shaking the dust off. Yeah. Right. You know? Even the 10 a.m. on Friday slot had uh, a fairly full house. Yeah, yeah, we had good, great, great crowds. I didn't know with yeah. wherever the world is right now if it would just be us and two people, which is fine with me. <laughs> it has but happened before. Sure. Yeah, we've done that before. <laughs> so, but, what what tracks were all your shows in? Uh, we did a, a Batman show in the puppetry track, and then we did a Star Trek show in the Star Trek track, and then a Doctor Who show in the Brit track. Awesome. And then the the Puppet Slam is like the late night adult only thing they do. Um, right. Like at right. midnight, like eleven or. 12 Sunday night. So since I have connections to Brit track, I know that you guys had about 125 people for your Doctor Who show. Awesome. Which is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's great. So what do you think the turnout was like for the other ones? Probably roughly the same. Yeah. uh, Well, I think the track room may be smaller for the puppetry track, but in all the rooms we were in, it seemed like they were not necessarily at capacity, capacity. but close. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we had good turnouts for all of our shows and everyone uh, I think everyone was understanding as well that, um, you know, none of us have done this for a while. So right. <laughs> bear with us when the audio cues play in the wrong order or something like that. <laughs> were all your puppets masked? No, no, we were masked, though, which also oh. was a, a different complication doing a puppet show with mics and masks on. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, Keith, how did your Dragon Con turn out? It was more uneventful. I didn't, I did, I did stuff. I never really went down. I did little stuff remotely. I had a couple of things that happened. I had to work and then my wife got sick. Mm. Or, oh, wow. Yeah. So I ended up not being comfortable leaving her. She ended up with a fever and chills and body aches and stuff for a couple of days. And oh, wow. I'm pretty sure it's not COVID. I'm pretty sure it was just a virus. So mm. um, not what I kind of wanted to do this year as far as getting down. I mean, I did as much as I could vicariously as it were. Yeah. But uh, it was still fun watching the other stuff and seeing things, but yeah. uh, not, not, not as much as a fun in person. I really wanted to do this year. <laughs> right. I got to say, I was, I was shocked at how, uh, how compliant the audience was with mask stuff and yeah. vaccination stuff and all that. I mean, it was like, I mean, even walking outside between buildings, most people remained masked. I was really shocked. Like I've seen less participation in that kind of thing going to Target or Publix. That's right. You know, and I was I was just amazed. Yeah, that's I I was very hesitant uh, before the show as we got closer to the show. you know, just because the way the COVID numbers have been going and everything like that. Like, do we need to be going to this? Is this 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 is I know. Um, but yeah, once we were there, I remarked to Veronica that I actually feel better walking around here because everyone's masking, everyone's following yeah, like, the rules outside. Everybody's masking like I thought they would. So I was not nervous. At yeah, all. well, because that's, <laughs> that's the crowd. Dragon Con brought well, the group yeah. that, that we want everyone to stay healthy. I mean, this yeah. is right. the people who pass out little free gifts to everyone else. Yeah. So yeah. they're they're, they're going to mask up. Yeah. And I think that Dragon Con was great about um advertising the expectations well enough ahead of time that everyone who did come knew what was expected of them. Oh yeah. Uh, Saturday night when we left, we stopped by the varsity to have dinner and it was <laughs> night and day. Like that place was yeah. packed. Cause I guess there was a, a football game. I didn't know what's going on. Yeah, Georgia Tech or something. But there was, always is. It was like shoulder to shoulder in there. And there's, I mean, there's probably five people we counted with masks on besides ourselves. Yeah. And three of them had dragon con badges. Right. <laughs> so um, yeah. 
it's it, it, it was great. I thought that everyone did a great job. Uh, Chuck, you had a really, really great story from one of the, I think from the Batman show. <laughs> yeah. Tell that story. Cause that's really awesome. Yeah. It was, um, after our, after our shows, we try to leave a little space after the show to have Q and a, and then I have a little time for people, especially if there's kids or just adults that really like puppets to come up and see the puppets up close and get photos with them and things like that. <laughs> and, um, you know, a, a father and his son who the son looked to be about 13 came up to me and I had the, the Batman puppet and he, I, I don't know their, their whole situation, so I don't want to say something and have it wrong, but it, it seemed to me like uh, the son is nonverbal. He doesn't speak. Um, but the dad thought he wanted a photo with the Batman puppet and had his camera out and everything, but it turned out he just wanted to hug Batman. That's so, so he awesome. came over, yeah, and he hugged Batman, and I, I thought at that moment, I was like, you know what? This is worth coming here, you know yeah. what I mean? To be able to to have this experience and to, and to, and to give, have this here for him. Yeah. Uh-huh. I want to clarify my laugh before Chuck told that story because I thought he was going to talk about what happened to the Joker during the show. Oh, but you can tell that story too if you want. <laughs> it fell apart. Yeah, it's our, our our puppet that was finished like the night before the show and had very little testing. And yeah, did the he started falling apart. He lost an eye first. During which, a fight scene. Yeah, it was lucky. It was the, the, the end of the show and Batman and Joker have a big fight and Joker's eye flew off and everyone gasped. And I was like, oh, this is fun. Right. So then we just sort of went with it. And by the end, he's missing his nose and his hair was coming off. And <laughs> this is also the Batman 66 fight song going on the whole time. Oh, of course it is. It was, it was it was fun. It was we had a great time. That's awesome. I had no idea why Chuck was suddenly like banging the puppet against the playboard. Yeah, she didn't see the eye come off. No. So and she and she built this puppet. So she <laughs> like, what are you doing? Good job, Veronica. Yeah. Yeah. Sturdy work. Oh yeah. So I got to do about I got to do nine panels this weekend, wow. which was a lot of fun. Um, a lot of them were Doctor Who always because I'm, you know, a big part of the um, Brit track. But I also got to do one about 80s new wave music. That was mm-hmm. awesome. I got to do a Bowie and horror uh, panel, which was great. And I ran into one of my bosses from work. Totally <laughs> didn't know that she was there. Um, and a few other ones, the Neil Gaiman one and uh, and my first panel in the star trek uh track room wow which was great i've been uh, kind of asking a couple of years now and uh hadn't really made the cut and this year uh, when i got emailed my schedule i was shocked to see that i got placed on one of the star trek panels it was uh star trek essays and uh it was, turned out to be a really good discussion um so I was I was incredibly appreciative to those folks for letting me come in and do a panel. And maybe I'll get two next year. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, when I wasn't on panels, though, I tried to kind of stick around in my hotel room and not associate with, you know, people too much. Right. Yeah. So I got to see both of the uh, Star Trek Discovery Q&As on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, the one Saturday uh, we had... Sonequa was there, which was really cool. Anthony Rapp. Um, did you hear Veronica ask a question? No. <laughs> what was the question? What did you ask? Well, I was the reason Anthony sang. She asked them about musical theater. Was that you? That was, that Veronica. was me because I asked I asked Michael Dorn and Jonathan Frakes about it. And they kept talking about Jonathan Frakes. And then they started talking about him singing all the time. So I was like, yeah. I wasn't trying. I, I apologized to Anthony later, but because I wasn't trying to like put him on the spot and get him to sing rent <laughs> the way it came off was like they like musical theater do anyone here like music yeah, <laughs> and right. everyone looks exactly. at anthony rap and be like yep. okay i now i have to sing this song yep that is so funny though no, and i should have clued in i should have at least thought it was a possibility <laughs> that that was you that asked that question but uh, that was a really cool moment so yeah. it was sonequa and anthony rap and um other people oh noah, noah, noah of course noah and mary yeah. Noah, our very first guest on our podcast, on our That's second right. episode, and Mary Wiseman. And um, I, I just, I really enjoyed watching them because they they are so close. They're such good friends. They obviously care about each other. And they're so funny, especially mm-hmm. Mary. Oh, yeah. Man. So that was one of the, even though I didn't see it in person. Um, and I really, I, I really thought about going to the Sunday one. Uh, but I ended up doing other things instead, but I watched it. Mm. So um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. That was one of the highlights. Yeah. The Sunday one was going on during our Trek puppet show. 
Yeah. Oh, and we still wow. had a, a full but, house yeah, in there, which was I was, I was surprised. surprised by. Wow. <laughs> so that, that's fantastic. Yeah. The last time we were up against a big Star Trek name during our Star Trek puppet show, we had like three people in the audience. So <laughs> which is understandable if it's like William Shatner or somebody or yeah, us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't but, take that personally. But you could have a Shatner puppet and that would be just as good. That's true. We do. That's true. We met him. We met him briefly, actually. We had our we got oh, our yeah. photo made with Shatner, which was yep. interesting. Yeah, that's right. And you got to give an Andorian puppet to Noah. Yes. Yes. Noah got one of my Andorian finger puppets. Um, I made a special finger puppet for uh, Mary and Anthony with their characters. I have I found this little curly red doll hair that I like hot glue or hot glued onto a, <laughs> a finger puppet and drew in uh, season one discovery uniforms. Um, I think Noah was the most excited, uh, partially because I had tweeted him about it. Um, yeah. And Mary thought it was brilliant. And Anthony did not seem overly like, ooh, this is awesome. Like Noah right. and Mary were. But, right. you know, you know, not everyone loves uh, a finger puppet of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson to be learned. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Keith, any any last uh, anything that you remember about Dragon Con? What was your highlight? Um, I think for me, and it, 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 it's more of a broad thing. It's, it's not really one specific event, but it was more like what you guys were saying was, you know, even though I didn't get to do a lot of the stuff in person, I was surprised at the, not just the turnout, but as you said, the, the, the way that people were really into it. You know, there was, um, there's so many places you go out in the world and you see people where, you know, people are mad. I mean, as we listen, we talk about on the news, um, Biden, President Biden gave us a, a talk tonight. They were talking about things like how people fight on airplanes, right? And stuff like that. You know, yeah. you hear about weird things where people literally start beating each other up in McDonald's. Somebody got killed a couple of weeks ago because somebody asked them to wear a mask in the store. Oh my God. And, and to your point, um, that's one thing that's always good about Dragon Con. And I think in a lot of fans of science fiction, fantasy, comic books, movies, collectibles, and so forth, is what just struck me is how, what a great attitude everybody had. Because yeah. it, it, it sucks to wear a mask all day long. That's just truth, you know. Um, it's, it's frustrating when, like you said, Alan, um, you have to, you know, like when I go to Dragon Con, I'm there as soon as it opens and I'm there to like two, three o'clock, four o'clock the next morning. I never sleep. <laughs> and people were doing, you know, people did a lot of responsible things like going back to the hotels in between, you know, trying not to maybe contribute to the germs in the air. Uh, people were really uh, being kind about wearing the mask and mm -hmm. people seem to be going out of their way not to not to just be angry, you know, not to just yeah. be frustrated by that. And so that to me was really kind of a surprise because I'm like, I didn't know what it was going to be like in terms of they had to reduce the numbers and all the restrictions. So I think just overall, um, the uh, I will say uh, the discovery the discovery was was really cool with the group there. I thought it was really nice. But I would really just say overall, kind of a cliche response. But overall, I was I think the highlight was just seeing all those people out there really trying to have a good time and really trying to bring some happiness to a world when it still kind of sucks in a lot of ways for people. I enjoyed seeing how many people themed their mask with their cosplay. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That was the other. Yeah. Yeah. You guys pictures. I saw that. I meant to comment on that. You're right. That was another thing I thought was so wild. It, it was so many people who they were like, if I, they were basically their attitude was, if I got to do this, let's do this. Yeah. So you're right. Exactly. So many science fiction and animated things and, and funky. It reminded me of, gosh, really going to show maybe my age. There used to be a show called Trapper John MD years mm -hmm. ago. And uh, they, the, the, I forget the guy, the actor's name, but the young doctor, when he wore his son, um, when he wore the mask and stuff, they were always, he always had flowers and stuff. He was that guy. And that's what reminded me of at Dragon Con. Everybody just, they, they went for it. You know, there wasn't, there was no sad faces here. And I, I thought that was yeah. awesome. Really awesome. I'm surprised. Yeah. And like, if there's any place where you can have fun wearing a mask, may as well yeah. be Dragon Con, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I could have cosplayed as the uh, doctor from uh, Prince and the Revolution. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's true. He used to wear the, the medical mask yeah. on stage. Right. What a great idea. <laughs> he was already ready to go. There you go. All right. So let me jump into a couple of news items that we have. Um uh, today is September 9th. Yesterday was the 8th. It was Star Trek Day, and there was a ton of stuff that came out mm -hmm. that we're going to be covering separately. But I've got a couple of news items that isn't exactly part of that, although they all happened yesterday. Um, the first one is Eagle Moss, which is the uh, company that does all. The, well, they do a, a lot of stuff. They do a, an incredible book line. 
Um, they do lots of different properties, but they're probably most known for their uh, really detailed um, model ships, uh, starships from Star Trek. And they just announced yesterday that they have a Cerritos model coming out. Sweet. I am so excited. Yes. Yeah. I love that ship. I just need it to be a little bit smaller so it can go in the tree. <laughs> no, it's not an ornament. I'm sorry no. to say. No. <laughs> they, they make I, I need one. a shrink ray and I just need to shrink it like half the size. Yeah. I think it would work. Yeah. But I've got probably yeah. seven or eight of their ships and they are so nice and really high quality and beautifully detailed. And the packaging is great. And they come with a, a booklet that's really nicely illustrated and written. And so I'm super excited to add a Cerritos to my collection. Oh, yeah. And that should awesome. be January 2022. Awesome. Um, in related news, uh, one of Eagle Moss's uh, companies is called Hero Collector. And they have a book line. And uh, just yesterday, Nana Visitor announced that she is writing a book called uh, It's About the Women of Star Trek. Um, it's Star Trek's portrayal of an influence on women. The book is due to be published in fall of 2022. So it's about a year away. And um, it's supposed to take a look at the role of women in front of and behind the camera and how it has changed over the last 55 years. So I think that's really, really cool. That's yeah. a, a neat project that I'm glad she's doing. Oh, yeah. And one final thing, um, GOG.com, which uh, is a gaming thing and works with lots of different uh, gaming companies, including Activision, uh, announced yesterday that they have released six classic Activision Trek games, uh, Voyager Elite Force, Elite Force 2, Bridge Commander, Starfleet Command 3, Hidden Evil, and Away Team are all currently available as of yesterday. And they also have Armada and Armada 2 uh, listed as to be announced. So that's a total of eight classic Trek Activision games that are newly available. Wow. So that's awesome. pretty cool. So uh, GOG.com. I have no idea what GOG stands for. I'm guessing, I might, my guess is Galaxy of Gaming. Maybe I thought I it would no be a, a reference to the old movie Gog, the old 3D movie with the robot. Well, it could be. It could well be. I, I, I don't know. There's no yeah. reason for it not to be. So yeah, there you go. I, I always think Gog and Magog from the Bible. Oh, sure. Okay. But that doesn't <laughs> sound very gamey to me. <laughs> it sounds very much like game over. <laughs> Weeping and gnashing of teeth as the Bible says. Right. Hey, one, one, quick, one quick thing on the Nav Visitor thing. Uh, yeah. is, she, is she doing all women of Star Trek? Was that, was that specific or women of science fiction? What no, Star Trek. Star Trek. I wonder, it'd be interesting to see how many interviews she gets if she gets to interview a lot of people. She, well, I tell you, she's, there's a, the announcement of it is a mm -hmm. minute and a half video that she put out yesterday. Oh. And uh, it features clips of a lot of the people that she did interview. And it's got makeup artists and costume designers and writers and nice. producers and actors. So Terry Farrell is in it and Mary Chifo is in it. And uh -huh. it's, it's all across the gamut. So it looks like it's going to be a really great project. And I wonder if she's going to go back in history and cover people such as Susan Oliver and DC Fontana. Who are no oh, longer yeah. Oh, around. yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, you know, Susan Oliver is such a fascinating person. You know, I think we talked about before. Yep. She we sure did. The other thing. That sounds great. I look forward to that. That's Absolutely. a smart project for her, too, because she's got the access. Like mm -hmm. she knows all the actors and yep. any fa fan is going to be happy to talk to her about it. You know? Yeah, yes. exactly. Absolutely. That's true. So that's the news for today. Awesome. All right, Keith, did you have any This Week in Trek this week? Yeah, just a couple because uh, we want to we want to mind our time. Um, just really just a couple of three birthdays I thought were fairly events are fairly significant. <laughs> uh, 2004, which I thought was fine. Nice and uh, to get back for last week on August 31st in 2004, James Duhon got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Hey, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And everybody was there. You know, that, that went on for quite a long time. And it, it was always, always thought it was kind of nice to see those people because, as we all know, Star Trek, the original series, it was Kirk, Smock, and McCoy. And I think, you know, people know Scotty and so forth. And he was definitely, 
busy. He was definitely, especially listening to the animated series with all the voice work and stuff he did. But I always love to see the other cast members get their due as well because they really did contribute. And so I thought that was always nice. Mm-hmm. And it was always nice that when they, they the others finally start getting their stars that everybody did show up. Gene Rottenberry, when he was around and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was, that was just a really nice thing to remember. Um, another uh, a birthday on um, September 9th, 1954, was the birthday of one Jeffrey Combs. Oh, yeah. very nice. <laughs> and as, as, we, as, as I learned in, from Marvel Comics years ago, and I still say sometimes, enough said. I mean, what else can you say about <laughs> Jeffrey Combs? I mean, there are people who don't like Star Trek who know him from the Reanimator series. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the guy is just, he's a phenomenal actor. He's like Andrew Robinson to me. He's got, even when I see him at conventions and stuff, he has a... Maybe it's because of what I've seen him do, but he has a, almost kind of a creepy factor to him, which I don't mean that in a negative, but he has, he has a sinister way to him. Absolutely. It's because of the stuff you've seen them do. Uh, what, just a great actor. Uh, I, he's done so many things. I still prefer, uh, my favorite of his is still Wayun from Deep Space Nine. Of course, he was Brunt FCA in Deep Space Nine. He was Shran, the Andorian in Enterprise. The guy just has so many roles, but uh, just a happy birthday to Jeffrey Combs. And... One more birthday, a little bit obscure, but September 10th was, and I think it was worth mentioning because it was the entree into the movies. Robert Wise's birthday is oh, on yeah. September 10th. Um, he was long gone. He was born in 1914. But wow. of course, among his many, many, many credits, he was the director of Star Trek, the motion picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's funny when you look at people like Robert Wise and some of these other older directors and older people, you can see their style. You, know, you can see that there's differences in modern Trek with Discovery and Picard. There's just differences in how the camera moves. There's different how the dialogue moves. One of the things people talk about with the motion picture, some people just call it straight up slow. Uh, but you see the style of somebody like Rottenberry and Wise from their generations who they wrote and they directed and they paced things a certain way. But it's you know, still a good movie because it was the entree into the Star Trek movie world. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, two more. September 3rd, which is last week, so we didn't have a show. 1959, the birthday of Merritt Buttrick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who I first know from Square Pegs. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, the TV show. And of course, there was the Star Trek connection. He played David Kirk's uh, ill fated son from Star Trek, um, the, what it was, the Star Trek, the Wrath of Khan, and Star mm-hmm. Trek, the uh, Search for Spock. Yep. And spoilers, he doesn't make it out, which is kind of sad. <laughs> um, one real quick thing, because uh, I never read the novelization, just a real quick question. Do y'all know if in the novelizations or whatever, they dealt with any of the aftermath of David's death? I always wondered about what happened with Kirk and Carol Marcus. Like there was no scene with them after David died. Did they ever talk again? Did she hate him after that? Did she blame him? I know she she features in several novels, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't remember how how into that they get. Yeah, uh, I'd be interested in seeing that, uh, knowing about that. And and don't forget that he also appeared in season one of Next Gen. Mm-hmm. He oh, played, that's right. Yes. Yeah, he was in um, that episode, Symbiosis. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, he'll forever be committed on sc- um, screen to that feathered hair that was popular back in the day. It was, it was him <laughs> and the guy who played, I guess it was Khan's son in the, in yeah. the same movie. Yeah. And they, they played, yeah, they played a couple of aliens. Good that, call. Was, that was a nice little, um, you know, appearance by both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good call. And the last thing, of course, as everybody knows, we'll be talking about this more since September 8th. Yesterday was Star Trek Day. But just to go ahead and throw it out there, it was on this day. It was on September 8th in 1966 that The Man Trap premiered on NBC. The Man Trap is the show, basically, the salt vampire. Easiest way to say that. Right. That was not the first show produced. It was actually the fifth show produced in the series. But only three episodes were ready to be aired at that time. There was The Man Trap, Where No Man Has Gone Before, which was actually the second pilot with Gary Mitchell and Charlie X. And it was decided that The Man Trap was the one that had the most action and stuff to introduce <laughs> the Star Trek series. That's why right. that, it had yeah. a space monster in it. Exactly. You can't exactly. go wrong with a space monster. Yeah. Right. And then the last thing was on the same date, September yep. 8th, 1973, yep. on a Saturday morning, the animated series premiered. Exactly. Yep. I think it's pretty cool. So I, I do too. 8th, yeah. I wonder if that was intentional. <laughs> I tend to think so. <laughs> I do too. And I like and I like the animated series, and I, it's great that we now have an animated universe to talk about. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. 
Yeah. And more on our next show, but that's it for this weekend. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Well, we'll take a quick break to promote our fellow ESO Network podcast shows. And then when we come back, we'll get into our discussion topic. So stay right there. Dr. Geek here with another reminder that the ESO Network is pro-science and pro-vaccine. We urge you to be a superhero and protect yourself, your family, and your fellow geeks around the world. Don't be fooled by the forces of evil and their anti-science misinformation campaign. Consult the latest CDC guidelines, your doctor, and get the COVID vaccine today. Hi everyone, it's Nathan, host of the 42Cast. Our second season is just underway, and it's never been a better time to check in on what we're doing. Whether it's talking about the latest movies from the MCU, watching the Arrowverse shows, talking about classics such as Star Trek and Doctor Who, playing 8-bit video games, or sharing celebrity interviews, the 42Cast has something for everyone. So give it a listen, and discover why it's the ultimate answer to fandom, geekiness, and everything. The 42Cast is a proud member of the ESO Network. All right, and we're back. And this week we've got two episodes to talk about. Uh, we didn't quite get, manage to get our schedules synced up during Dragon Con to record an episode. We uh, we tried, but um, yeah, ended up like ships passing in the night. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are slackers. Yeah. I know, totally. <laughs> so, so tonight we're talking about um, Mugatu Gamato oh, and, and an embarrassing. I'm laughing as soon as you Duke say the Wars. title. <laughs> I can't not laugh. We were talking when you said that. <laughs> well, let's get into Mag- Magato. What did everybody think? Loved it. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was surprising. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is true. <laughs> I saw the warning at the beginning that there was going to be sexual content. Right. And I was a little intrigued, and I was not disappointed. I'll say that. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Not yeah, at I, all. Yeah, oh, that, no. that caught me off guard. I mean, oh, my gosh. God. i was floored it was funny from the start when they they, when they mentioned that there were several different ways to pronounce magato yes and then and their security chief pronounced it like three or four different ways in Uh space yeah i think every time he said it he said it a different way yeah yeah and i thought that was really funny and i I love the kind of running thing where the captain was basically why are we on this kind of animal duty because this is i love this i love the running thing where she's still trying to gain importance and she's trying to do these perfect missions and she's always trying to hide you know mm-hmm. things. and so i thought that was hilarious when she was like oh i'm a god to of all things and it was funny to see a denobulans on the planet too oh yeah, yeah and and to do the denobulan face thing yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the puffer fish kind of thing yeah. holy yeah. Shit, that was, i'm sorry <laughs> holy cow veronica, did, you, awesome. did you raise your hand veronica yes is that what that little signal is? I have no idea why there's a hand. There's a hand currently on the. Oh, I thought you. Oh, I thought you did that. I thought that no. was like a you're raising your hand thing. That's our cursor. It was in the shape of a hand for no oh reason in the middle gosh. of our screen. So I thought Veronica did that. Oh, that's why he kept staring at me. I was like, you oh. can just talk. Yeah, come on. What, you want to speak, like right? Ferengi. There were Ferengi, so. Oh, that's yeah. Funny. It was. Hey, this is our first Ferengi episode of Star Trek since yeah. acquisition. Yes. Yeah. What's that? I've been almost twenty years, 15, 17 years, something like that. Sure. Crazy. Yeah. Okay, and Veronica, did you did you as they say squee when the the freaking laser whips came out? <laughs> I, I I I mean that's like super super old school Ferengi, so it's not like the Ferengi that I know. Uh, so I wasn't as excited about the whips. I, oh. I thought it was great that they had the whips. I liked that they had them, but I yeah. wasn't like. But- ah! And they're using them because they have all these animals. Right. So it made sense that yeah. they would have whips. It makes sense in this situation. Yeah. If you're wrangling animals and you're not a nice person, that's the kind of thing you would do. And also, they all have whips. And um, the the lead Fringy's name was Kink. K-I-N-K. Which I, <laughs> that I didn't catch. That's hilarious. I didn't catch that. That's a good catch. So but I love how I love how Kink had his uh, Mugatu fur and horn he was wearing yeah, around the yes. whole time. Yes. What I, I think like- is funny... Oh, sorry, ahead. I think it's funny, it's Veronica. Your your underwhelmed attitude was was reflected when Mariner says, "You guys, so what? You're the cheap throwback last outpost Ferengi." <laughs> they had the whips, yeah. so I thought it was yeah. just great. Yeah, I, I liked it. it. Opened up with Ambo Jitsu, 
we've not right. seen in a long time. Right. As I recall, they talked about Ambo Jitsu being a pretty intense martial art and looks like if um, as far as Mariner's concerned, yeah, it's it's all the way. <laughs> Those outfits don't protect you that much. No, I don't. I really enjoyed the the subplot of um, them questioning Mariner and yeah. her background, and that you and you find out that she created this background and spread mm-hmm. the rumor herself. Yeah. And I, I thought that was a really fun angle. I mean, you knew at the end of the episode it wasn't going to turn out that she was actually. Right. what they all thought she was and you know but it was still fun to see it play out and and i thought oh, it yeah. was a really neat angle and i really like the pairing of boimler and rutherford Me too. like we yeah. got with mariner and tendy just the previous week yeah uh, where we get to see those guys they just hang out and play board games right. and they're just the two nerdy guys they've got a lot in common i love that <laughs> yeah i also yeah. really enjoyed how ferocious they made the mugatu oh yeah the mugatu were one and the animation was really good it was the whole really storm good and the the Mugatu stampede. Yeah, exactly. I, I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't expect Mugatu to bite that dude's head off. Uh, <laughs> <Patingi>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm Patingi. <laughs> when he said the five books, and the guy, well, you've written five books. No, I've read, I've read five books about him. <laughs> well, yeah, they're, they're setting you up to think he's like the crocodile hunter, yes. but it turns out he's more like the grizzly man. Right. He's just some guy who's out there going to walk amongst the Mugato. Uh, yeah, I thought that was that was so funny. And I like it back, Alan, to your point about the subplot about a uh, boy, uh, about a Mariner possibly being some kind of black ops person. I loved it when the bartender said, talked about her cover. Talk, basically, she, she, she hangs out with the two softest guys on the ship. Right. <laughs> and then they look over there and she's playing that, that game with the knife between the fingers thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and their game, uh, Diplomath, oh, that was, was, <laughs> was cute. I like, and I like how it came back around at the end. Yes. And they had a very like Star Trek, you know, finale to it. They, you know, showing the Ferengi how they can make more profit by being kind to the Magatu and it, taking care of. Exactly. Them. I love that. And I love the moment they walk in and they've got that, um, the cannon like Kirk built an arena. Oh, but yes. It's their projector for their, yes. for their presentation. <laughs> yes. I thought that was super guard. clever. I started laughing because I was expecting the boom, and then right. they were like, "Wait a minute!" There's a there's, then I like, then I saw there's a burnt, there's energy. I'm like, "Wait, what the heck?" And then it was a hologram. Oh wow! So they they got me. That that, <laughs> that was really fantastic. About I thought that was great. Yeah, and then uh, meanwhile, um, and there's still there's so much packed into these episodes. There's still yes. two subplots we haven't even got to. Right. You had Tendy, who's you know she's tasked with <laughs> tracking down all the people who don't yeah. want to have their physicals. Yeah. Which I thought is a great inside reference to Star Trek as well, because there's always a character who doesn't want to do their physical, even though you know they're in a world where they just scan them with a tricorder. Exactly. <laughs> it's no big deal. And the, right. and it turned out to be the funniest possibility yes. that it could be of the person who's trying to avoid the physical. But yeah. the thing that I've really, I, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't enjoy this. Maybe it, maybe they shouldn't be doing this. I don't know. But they've really played up the Cation's cat qualities especially of these last two the weeks. last two episodes exactly yeah. uh you know she sent them on a mission to get a box so she could sit in the box that was hilarious and now the the way that she you know the, they have the little chase scene down the hallway and the way that <laughs> she so kind of springs forward and 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 does the row you know kind of <laughs> right. thing is is so natural cat tendency and i think it's hilarious what well, is anybody who's ever tried to take their cat to the vet can relate to that? <laughs> Absolutely. But the thing is that I, you know, retrospectively now can only see Mares from the original animated series doing these same things, <laughs> which you would right. never see. You would never no. think of Mares doing, you know, no. sending somebody on a mission to get a box so she could sit in it. That's just yeah. the funniest thing. And then she even yells, bad Dr. Tiana. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then yes. She, even scratch, she even scratches her when she was trying to reach her under when she hid under the thing. Yeah. She actually yeah. scratched her, which I thought was kind of wild, too. Yeah. But I, and I like that, you know, when Tindy broke her arm, that, that's what, you know, Dr. Tiana came back to help her. You yeah. Know? Yeah, totally. And she said that wasn't so bad after all. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was funny. I'm sorry. When she had to go to do, I think Jet was on the list, and he was in there. He was in there getting ready to fight, and then she she grabs his DNA, which, like I said, took only a second. And then the guy punches him out. Yeah, yeah. So and then yeah, Kayshawn. That's Kayshawn. That's his name. Kayshawn. Yeah, you might not know that because he's last three weeks he hasn't said anything. Yeah. Who's that, Jet? No, oh, Dr. no, no Kayshawn. That's Marion. Yeah, Kayshawn. Yeah. Yeah, he was just he was just standing there, and then he punched him. Yeah. 
It's like three three weeks in a row where Doctor Yeah, we're not Doc. I keep saying Doctor Kayshawn. Where Lieutenant Kayshawn doesn't say anything. We got a Tamarian, have him say Tamarian things. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny with Ten DB. You think about the fact that as we've seen since she's an Orion, and it's now it's absolutely established what Orion women can do to people. It is funny the contrast how she is so kind of meek and mm-hmm. a bit of a shrinking violet in a lot of ways when you realize what she could be if she were the other type of person yeah well i want them to i want them to do something with that at some point you know mm-hmm. like it was in um disco season one it was mm-hmm. interesting seeing tilly right you know once they get into the mirror universe have to assume the persona of killy Mm-hmm. And how uncomfortable she was with that, but how she stepped into it. So I right. do want to see them get into a situation where Tendi has to call upon her, you know, natural Orion tendencies and step into that role to like save a mission or something. Yeah. I yeah. Do that. Yeah. So what was the other yeah. what was the other plot thread that we haven't got to yet? It was the uh, the little traitor in the ship. The his ship Lady Jane got this was destroyed by the Cerritos tractor beam. Oh right. And she, yeah, the captain felt bad. She was going to give him a shuttle and everything he wanted off the ship. Apparently, right. <laughs> <laughs> Until she realized that she had been bamboozled. <laughs> I, I I did laugh, even though it's a little absurd. I did laugh when she said, "Oh, we'll just tell Starfleet it fell into a black hole or something." Right. Because because they lose shuttles so so much. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, that was great. And it was funny when he had the shuttle and they showed the when they panned across it, he, he had taken a red red marker, paid across the Joshua Tree name, and had another name scrawled above the, sh- the shuttle name. Oh, I didn't even see. Oh, that. I didn't notice. Yeah, that. yeah, it's, it was a, it was the Joshua Tree, and then and then I I froze it, and it was just a red line through it, and it was alien script. So because I think he called nice. his first ship, yeah the Lady Jane two. And Probably. I don't know what it was. Yeah. So that was kind of, I thought that was kind of funny. He had all <laughs> her stuff like her, looked like, I don't know, was it Romulan L? And he had the, the Gorn doll that she had on right. the shelf. <laughs> I, I did like that scene where he's like, yeah, there's a lot of valuable things I can't replace. <laughs> right. Like, uh, <laughs> hat a gorn doll and just <laughs> listing all the stuff on her shelf she's like those are very sentimental items to me yeah we have similar taste right <laughs> oh that was great yeah that's yeah. good yeah i like this episode i'm so i'm surprised i've read some reviews and things where people were very sort of shocked and put off by the whole mugatu i thing. knew that would happen yeah as soon as i saw it i was like oh people are going to react against this yeah yeah i was and, surprised but i wasn't put off by it but i didn't expect no. it because i go into these shows cold as much as possible so i yeah. well, did yeah. not expect it no, <laughs> no i didn't, I didn't, I didn't ex- <laughs> you never expect that to happen no, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but oh my god i laughed so hard oh god. I was, it was bad enough with the two but then when they talked about the third one that liked to watch <laughs> oh my god. that's what i'm talking about the one that liked yes. to watch yeah he's rubbing his horn that was the yeah. funniest thing <laughs> And then later on, they're, when they're running, they said they're all basically they're all tired. It goes even the watcher. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't understand why people would be like, oh, uh, I mean, did they watch Discovery season one at all? Or I mean, <laughs> even going back on Star Trek, I mean the the Umox. There's yeah. plenty of Umox scenes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that yeah. is and different. The, though. The, I don't know if that's different. Well, that's it is pretty because sexual it, because it okay sure, but it doesn't look like. The thing that human males do. <laughs> okay. True, but their faces do. Yeah, you're talking about the, de- the detox gel detox scenes gel. and things. Oh, like I that. know, I know. Yeah, totally. Anyways, I didn't have any problem with it. I thought it was. Funny. No, I thought it was hilarious. And, and it, I was rewatching um, a private little war just the other day, and there's a when the the, the first Mugatu is killed, and and then. Um, Tyree says, well, his mate won't be far away. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. Well, good point. He's right. Good. Maybe a third one, too. <laughs> Maybe. He didn't, he didn't mention that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the one who likes to watch. We have to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I, I actually enjoyed that. That was a good. And, and actually with the, the, the couple, the rather explicit scenes, I'm not by that, I just the graphic scenes, I guess, like the, the, the broken arm and head. Mm-hmm. off in the sex well one thing it does it keeps you guessing because I, i'm not it keeps surprising i certainly wasn't expecting that but as you say it didn't bother me i just didn't expect it so i was like hey wait wait because i didn't think they were going to show it i thought they were just going to say it and then you kept saying that they're like okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i thoroughly enjoyed that episode thoroughly enjoyed yeah it. yeah yeah me too well then the, then the next week's episode an embarrassment of duplers <laughs> came out just this morning yeah any thoughts um that was that was good yeah, there I were like a lot of duplers. 
There were a lot, a lot of duplers. <laughs> You're right about that. I, I love the title. I think an embarrassment of duplers is a great title. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really liked how they figured out how to make them unduplicate. Yeah. That was that was good. Exactly. Yeah, because it's an emotional response. And you just get to give them that's very Star Trek y. Yeah. Yeah, you just totally, totally. Elicit a different emotion from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You gotta imagine there's gotta be a ton of duplers on that planet. Mm-hmm. Always bumping into each other and right. <laughs> duplicating. Well, so, that's 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 the funny thing is you wonder what they were like. You wonder what life's like on their planet. Do they just not Cause each, do they just, I don't know. Are they ridiculously polite? Maybe, or maybe there's a lot of predators on that planet. Well, there you go. <laughs> eating as fast as, you know, like a triple, that's a huh? good defense mechanism. Just duplicate another one of you and one of you gets eaten and one of you gets away. That's good. Right. <laughs> exactly. But it's also yeah. a good population control, but maybe it only happens. Maybe it doesn't happen amongst their own people. You know, maybe they all know how to, you know, react to each other. It's when they embarrass <laughs> themselves in front of someone else. That could be. Yeah, it could yeah. be. And it was Richard Kind. Yes, it was. Yes. Who I love Richard Kind. So <laughs> yes. Even Veronica recognized his voice and yeah. recognized an actor. You, you I, can't, I you can't I not recognize. His name, but yeah, yeah. You, you know the voice and I can yeah. picture his face. Yeah. And I can picture him acting like I could picture him doing that. Live. Absolutely. <laughs> well, he'd have to be smaller. Well, the duplers were pretty small. <laughs> he, he could, he could <laughs> be an guy. extra large duplers. <laughs> an extra large one. Yeah. Um, so in this one, we got uh, we're back to our sort of typical pairing of uh, Mariner and Boimler and then Tindy and Rutherford. But I, I really liked that we got some sort of new layers in both of those relationships. We got some new oh, dynamics yeah. there. And yeah. um, like Rutherford and Boimler playing board games, we find Rutherford and Tindy who are building ship models. And really, really accurate ship models. Really accurate. Oh, have phasers. Accurate. And a, warp oh a little warp core. Dude, yeah. I mean, I, I wish I could get a kit like that. <laughs> and I loved that. And I loved the the sort of explanation for why they do it. And uh, I loved that it helped uh, Rutherford kind of like connect to his to some of the stuff that he lost a year ago. Yeah. Um, but then the the big payoff, of course, is that at the end, they get a, a model of DS9. Yes. They're going to put with together both, and they're all excited. because Exactly. It, it includes both Jadzia and Ezri. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I loved it. And then wasn't it a Quark's kid also? Yeah, they bought it from Quark. Yes. Yeah, Quark is all over the place. <laughs> we, yeah, he's, he is really franchised. Yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, your brother becoming the Grand Negus is good for business, I Absolutely. guess. I guess yeah. so. I mean, we've seen we've seen locations in different places in multiple episodes of Lower Decks. We've seen one in Picard. Yeah. Yeah. So he is like really his empire is growing. Yeah. I love that. And of course, a Mariner asked asked her court when she was uh, making fun of her uh, captor for um, using latinum and, st- and to buy things. And she basically said, haven't you heard of Quark? And to your point there, he said, of course, I've heard of Quark. So Cork must be quite the man now. <laughs> that I, that only means that we can expect at some point a an appearance by Armin Shimmerman in Lower Yes, yes. You you got to. to do it. Yeah, and he has to know Mariner already. Of like course, he knows Mariner already. Well, you <laughs> know, Mariner on, was she stationed was on DS9. Exactly, yeah. she was stationed yeah. there for a while, so she would. That's true. They would definitely know each other. Yeah, you know, it's part of the humor, but but. It's part of the humor, but I'm like some of the other guys because even I'm trying to figure out how the hell old is Mariner? How many ships has she been on? How many planets has she lived on? She sure knows a whole lot of people to still be an ensign, so she must well, be constantly demoted. I mean, no, I mean, you know that she's a a a black ops, so <laughs> her whole her whole backstory has been redacted. It's it's highly classified. You'll oh, never yeah. know the answers to these questions. <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah could be could be now we got a ton of references in this episode as well oh so yeah captain shelby yeah yes. oh yes i've seen captain shelby again and Me okana too. was awesome and we knew yeah. that we were going to be seeing okana at some point yeah but i don't think this is the one that um you think it's gonna billy be more? campbell was talking because billy campbell yeah. wasn't in this yeah oh, billy, that's there's true. no voice that did come from billy campbell didn't it right yeah oh that's awesome yeah it was and, cool to see shelby i thought that was neat oh yeah and this week and last week, there were a ton of animated series references. Mm-hmm. We have a Kazenti that's in the crew of the Cerritos now that you just see in the bar yes. in the background of scenes yep. all the time. Just a straight up Kazenti, yep. which is great. Twice. And, uh, yeah. And then several of the species that uh, EM3 Green from the Jihad, the little green pill bug. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. The yes. bounce, the bouncer. And there was waiters that were his species. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then I, this, I didn't know. So it was pointed out to me that Starbase 25 was the, the Starbase they were heading towards in the slaver weapon to oh, deliver the slaver box. That's correct. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't, I would not have remembered that. Yeah. yeah. Which is cool too, because they, they referenced that Starbase 25 that obviously is old and that Kirk went and Spock were there once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was very well done. And I just love animated. Oh, and, the, and there was two score from the, from the jihad, the bird people. That's in the yes, 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 yes. I, I was, love when animated series characters just pop up. I do species. too. I couldn't remember the names. So I'm glad you mentioned that. I couldn't remember yeah. what that was. Just a couple of score, just having dinner. <laughs> right. Oh, you wanted to move the aviary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I when, thought when, that was great. When Marilyn was doing her getaway drive, she looks like the one of the people she almost hit was Morn, or one of his people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I saw a Gorn as well. Yeah, there was a Gorn. Yeah, there was like, a Gorn. I, I feel like the Gorn was wearing Starfleet, or maybe no, I, I think he had just that. a uniform, like a blue uniform, but not a Starfleet uniform. Okay, on. maybe that's what it was. So a Morn and a Gorn. Yeah, they nice. have a night show at Quarks. They do a routine. <laughs> Morn and the Gorn. <laughs> you would, except you know they can't ever get Morn to shut up. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought it was, I thought that chase scene through Starbase 25 was pretty awesome. Yes, you basically cannot have an episode without Boimler screaming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Has his hair seemed less purple this season? I don't know. Like toned down that. purple? I have not noticed. Like a more muted purple? Maybe, maybe half the purple went to his duplicate. Well, that's very possible. <laughs> that is very possible. It seems like a lot of his um, serious go by the book did not stay with this Boimler. It went with the other one. You think so? Yeah, because mm. he's he's a lot more like, okay, we're going to break these rules do, 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 hmm. than he used to be. I, I took it as he was just very pleased to go, you know, kiss the elite captain's yeah. rear ends at this party. <laughs> so what do we think about there have been these elite Starfleet parties where you have to serve on a certain class of ship to even get in? I think that's very un-Starfleet. <laughs> it doesn't seem very Starfleet. Uh, it doesn't. Like, no, Luna class or above, or you can't come in. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're someone's plus one, and you're, but you're also Starfleet, and you're not on the correct level, so you can't come in. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody else? No. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't think, I don't, to the point, I don't think they would have, I don't think they would have parties straight up like that. Because, <laughs> yes. you know, it's, it's probably not something they would do in the Star Trek world, but of course they oh, would Oh, come have. on. They, they would did have that. Had. They did it on Discovery. Well, there you go. I mean, uh, you know, they had a big rave up at on Discovery. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it, not everything can be jazz quartets and and string quartets. <laughs> I mean, come on. I thought it was funny when she was talking about the last year's party when the admiral took the one ship out, the light cruiser, because <laughs> he got he got toasted and took the ship out. So I thought that was pretty funny. Now I want to see Captain Shelby come back with lines. I want Elizabeth Dennehy to come back. Yeah, and have I have Captain Shelby as a character? I totally just, agree. I would love to see her. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she was. She's one of my favorite characters. From I want to see it when the Titan shows back up, so we can get a little bit more of Shelby. You know, busting Riker's chops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I Me want. Too. That would be awesome. <laughs> That's a very good point. I hadn't thought about something like that. I thought it was a little. I thought it was funny when they said that Kirk and Spock couldn't get into the party all those years ago. And, and yeah, right. And Kirk had actually, and they'd actually carved, well, I assume Kirk had carved the name into the bar, Kirk and Spock, and then the how Mary and her mom kind of sort of bonded at the end when they couldn't get in as well. Yeah, I thought that was a sweet scene, too, where they're all just hanging out at yeah. the shady bar. And, <laughs> like, you know, everybody we like is here anyway. Why do we want to go to this party? I thought that was really sweet. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, I would have expected more than just one captain and first officer to have carved their names into that bar. I mean, even yeah, if they were the, right next to Kirk and Spock, even if they were the first ones, you think that would have started a trend and there would be like, you know, names or initials all over that thing. Oh yeah. I guess not. I guess not. Maybe, maybe she doesn't let just anybody carve their name in that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's possible. Yeah. I thought it was funny when she was talking and she says, you don't look your age because <laughs> you go back to Kirk and Spock, you're talking about a century before. Yeah, yeah, she's there 110 years ago at this bar. Right, so she's old enough, <laughs> yeah. all right. <laughs> I guess she, I guess she likes the job, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought the whole star base was re- very well realized. I liked, uh, like, I want to go back through and just freeze frame and see mm-hmm. the names of all these little shops mm-hmm. and all the little. Oh yeah, like, there was Antedians just hanging out, and they're like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like just all these. Uh, oh, and then what was that guy? 
the guy from that episode where, where Picard was kidnapped and his people were all cowards. Yes, and yes, you yes. Always saw him and I was trying to DS9. remember the name of that race, like, and I can't remember. Yeah, it's like Gazerite or some something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's that's not right, but it's something that. Yeah, that was like a, that. that was really cool to see too. Yeah, yeah, I love how they just bring back these totally random races and yeah, you know, just, total one-off thing that yeah, you know, didn't amount to anything, but makes a great appearance in Lower Decks. Yeah, it just fills out the universe. You just feel like you're watching Star Trek. I enjoyed seeing um, uh, on the character side. I really enjoyed seeing sort of like the uh, the breakthrough between Boimler and Mariner. You know, with mm-hmm. her still being with still kind of being upset about him just jumping ship and going off for a promotion, and her feeling left behind. That was sort of a, a kind of a vulnerable moment that we don't normally get from her. Oh, yeah. Of her admitting, you know, that she was hurt by that and and that she missed him. And I, I thought that was really great to see sort of a, a, a coming to terms between those two. No, no, I thought so, too. And I, and I like that Mariner doesn't save the day every week. Right. This season. You know, she's right. They still give her the awesome scenes and a car chase and <laughs> fighting Magados and things like that. But it's not like the end of every episode. You know, Mariner right. saves the day. OK, but here's the thing. I mean, it was a great scene, but. Go back and watch that scene again and just look at the amount of damage that this chase scene does like all over the station. Oh, I, I mean, know. who who pays for that? How yeah, does nobody were, get in trouble for that? Yeah, they were they were jumping through what were those those self-contained I don't know, hollow suite those yeah. areas like uh, they were jumping through those. Yeah, they were yeah. All, okay, so it was <laughs> then she puts yeah. it in reverse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like something from the French Connection or something. <laughs> but you know, yeah, William, uh, William Boiler is going to be in trouble when he gets to that. Yeah, eventually. yeah totally. <laughs> but you know, one thing which you guys were just saying, which I, what I was thinking about, was we talked about in, the, in how um, Mariner is bonding with her mom a little more, and she finally got the tension with Boimler out. And it, it does make me wonder down the line whether they do it in a series or in books or something. At some point in time, you think about it, Mariner's friends, if you, and if you include Jet they're all capable people and they're all pretty much mm-hmm. vicious. So at some point in time, people are going to start getting promoted. And yep. at some point in time, Mariner's going to have to face herself because um, yep. obviously she'll be a phenomenal captain someday. Mm-hmm. And so I think she'll have to grow with these friends because sooner or later, one of them is going to get promoted legitimately and stay there. Yep. She's not going to be an ensign forever. I, I can't imagine. So I just, I, I like the little things they're doing. Like I like the fact that she kind of told, like when she was telling them, the guys that, she solves problems one way, which is pretty much kicking ass with action, but they use their brains. And you see her slowly starting to realize that nobody's really out to get her, not even her mom. Yeah. So you just see these little, these little things that are being painted, that are being put in, the little things that be put in along the way to show Mariner slowly mature. Yeah. Uh, it be an interesting to see the growth that she'll, find, she'll have one day. I, I was just going to say she's like the Van Wilder of... <laughs> of Starfleet, yeah. where Van Wilder wanted to just be a forever college student right. because he couldn't face going to the real world, but right. eventually you have to face right growing up, right? You know, I, I want to see that be like, however many seasons this thing runs. I want to see that be the last episode where they do all get like promoted into a, a command rank, you know, yeah. and and they get separated and they get separate postings and they have to say goodbye to each other, and that would be the the last thing we see of them because they're graduating out of the lower yeah. deck i don't want that they're gonna all no they're all gonna graduate and go to the same ship together okay that's how it works <laughs> yes <laughs> well kirk's crew endings. kirk's crew were a bridge crew together for like 30 years oh, that's that's right, right? <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah but i agree with you Alan. i think that that would be the finale her mom finally gets a better bigger ship maybe even becomes an admiral herself and yeah then, yeah. They go on to do more important things, and mm-hmm. who knows? You know, maybe uh, maybe Boyman goes back to hang out with Riker. He's just so many things we don't know. I, I would kind of like if it flash forward to the future at the end. Now that we're just speculating well, that's at the true. end of the show, oh, that's true. And flash forward to the future, and it's Captain Boimler, yep. mm-hmm. and Ensign Mariner is giving him a hard time. <laughs> and, and he's just she's just on Boimler's shit. Her entire would career. Be phenomenal. So you're doing the Harry yeah. Kim route, huh? Right. She just wants to be an incident. And, she, and he's just Mariner. <laughs> you're doing like that meme that you see on the internet where it shows Captain Nog saying Ensign Kim ratios yeah. or something like that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, there's a difference. With, with Mariner, it would be by choice. 
Yeah. Like she never does grow up. She never does grow out of her desire to just be a non-responsible yeah. lower deck. <laughs> but I, I would still love to see uh, Garrett Wong come on and as Ensign Kim and find out he's sort of like Mariner and wants to stay an Ensign as well. Mm. You know, I think that would be a fun twist on mm. that. I wonder, I listened to his podcast um, yeah. weekly, the, 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 Del- the Delta Flyer. Yep. You know, I kind of wonder if Garrett Wong would do that. You don't know? Yeah, I, I, I kind of wonder if he, I mean, it, it's obviously a joke and it's an end joke, but he talks a lot about how he wasn't respected on the show in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I wonder if they kind of say, hey, we want you to come on and play a 50, I think he's 52 years old, something like that. We want you to play a 52 year old, well, not in that time period. I wonder if he'll do that. It's be interesting. He might tell well, them to get lost. That could go the other way and just have Captain Harry Kim show up and it's two years after Voyager. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, I guess that brings us to the end. Unless anybody has any final thoughts about either of these episodes. Um, one other real quick thing on the one with the Magatu, because we said that was a little bit more adult than we thought, was the whole mm-hmm. where, where Shrek kept tracking the Magatu by the droppings. Yeah. <laughs> that was another one. Like, oh, my wife was had actually drifted in. She had actually fallen asleep and she woke up right when he was sampling it. <laughs> and she fell asleep. She kept falling asleep and she woke up again and she woke up just as the Mugatu bit the guy's head off. And then she fell asleep and she woke up again just as they were having sex. She's like, what, is, what are you watching? <laughs> um, one other thing, uh, even with a new mid-season trailer, mm-hmm. uh, we still haven't gotten any evidence of Sonia Gomez. True. Oh, and I'm point. so excited yeah. to whenever we finally see her. Yeah. Very much yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah, that's gonna be great. So I still enjoy it. I still think the show is good. I think I like the of the two we discussed. I like the one about the Magatu better, but that doesn't say I didn't like the the dupler the dupl- duplers the dupler. Yeah, I just like the I like the Magatu one better, but I thought they were both great shows. I I haven't there's not been a turkey in the series yet to me. <laughs> yeah, the show has reached a point for me, sort of like it's, I guess the other Star Trek show where even the like. You, you know, like when a Star Trek show comes on TV and it's an episode you don't even like, and you're like, ugh, is this one? Mm-hmm. And then you just sit there and watch it anyway. Yeah. Because you just like the world and the characters. And I'd rather watch Kirk and Spock have a terrible adventure than watch <laughs> something else. But I have, know? I don't think I've had any of, of Lower Decks yet where that I just didn't like. <laughs> and and would later watch it, even, you know, I don't yeah. like this one, but it's still Star Trek. I, yeah. I've loved all of them. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. How about you, Veronica? Um, I really enjoyed the Mugatu episode. The uh, Duplers. Duplers. Um, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't as exciting as some of the other episodes have been. I don't. I don't think it was my least excited about it. But that also may have been partially because someone woke me up at five a.m. to watch it. Are you going to complain That's... about that every week? Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's extra. She's no, extra complaining today. Hour earlier than no, previous week. It was sure, not. No, I'm pretty sure that you have complained about a 5 a.m. wake up. Before. It's, it's no, all because I I leave the house at six, showered, shaved, dressed, and I'm gone at six o'clock. So it's always been five. It felt 5 earlier. It felt earlier today because Star Trek Day ran until uh, yeah, midnight. It went late oh, last night. Yeah, <laughs> we, we can get to that in another also, time. Also, I was up till 4 a.m. on Sunday. Yeah, that was days ago. Okay, today's, so today today's Thursday, listeners. So spring, <laughs> so spring forward, fall backward. When we lose an hour and he gets you up at five a.m., it'll be this really four a.m. now. So <laughs> I told him just wait until Discovery and Prodigy are both airing, and we're getting up at like three. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, no one can see you shake your head the way that you are shaking <laughs> in, in utter denial and refusal. So I'm narrating that part for the listening audience. <laughs> I will I will be asleep and Chuck will be watching it and um, I'll watch it later. We'll there go to bed early. We'll go to bed early. We'll be all right. <laughs> all right, Alan, where where can people find more of you on the Internet? Uh, Cosmicpress.com. OK, there you go. How about you, Keith? <laughs> you can find me on the ESO network groups and also on Instagram. All right. How about us, Veronica? Felt30.com. Yep, yep. Or you can go to our Facebook page, Felt Nerdy, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube a little. We're, we're making progress. We're getting, we're getting there. And we have a YouTube page, too. We do. We do. Yeah. It's sort of experimental at this point. Yeah. We're ta- trying out some clips and, and seeing how it flies on YouTube and how it looks. And uh, But we're getting there. We're making some progress with it. Also, but if, if people didn't see uh, Sunday when we did our first live show, 
they can go find our YouTube page and watch our uh, roundup of September 8th, Star Trek Day, and all, yeah. all the big news that came out on that day. Yeah. So go seek that out, folks. Yeah. Because this is Monday. We did that last night, Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> she looked confused. I, yeah. <laughs> Another thing that's narrated for the benefit of our listening audience. This is why they should check out our YouTube so they can see Veronica's hey, so expressions. Can- <laughs> You need to check out our YouTube just to see my expressions. Yeah, I Veronica's have a very expressive worth the face. price of admission to watch Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got a closing for us, Veronica? Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm going to be Boimler. Ah! Wow, that's good. <laughs> and that just ruined the audio level. It did, yeah. <laughs> the entire <laughs> thing kind of cut out mid-scream, sort yeah, of like you're, you're in mid-transport. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go limit that the volume of that screen, and then <laughs> so I could do the whole rest of our audio. We could add that screen to that famous, you know, that famous movie screen that's been going on for decades. You the know? Wilhelm. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. It, it would add it to that one. Thank you for listening to Earth Station Trek. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Give us a positive rating. You can also send us feedback at earthstationtrek at gmail.com. You can join in the fun on our Facebook group or follow us on Twitter. You can also visit us online at earthstationtrek.podbean.com. We'll see you next time. Live long and prosper. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.